We've learned how to crush watermelons with our teeth here on Red Pages Podcast. go uh but but first is the backup recording ready yes also it is monday uh february okay this is red pages podcast i'm justin i'm gord i'm paul and this is uh what what episode number is this this is episode number 69 sex joke sex joke sex joke 420 blaze it yeah we're good oh no this reminds me i forgot to make a you uh, have to stop recording I, I can't do this show I, anymore. I, I, for, I forgot to uh, make an image for the previous episode, so while this show is happening, I'm going to be silently photoshopping uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's uh, face onto Attack on Titan. <laughs> okay. Uh, guys, what have we been up to? It's been two weeks. I know that we said we were going to try and do this every week, but things like germs have conspired against us. Mainly germs, yeah. Mostly germs. And... Uh, I think Gord was traveling. But travel is a well-known variety of germ. Uh, also, uh... Yeah, I got the, yeah, the travel mother, bug. He had the his mother-in-law bug or something. I know. I watched some movies, and I read some books. So, I guess I'll just start talking about them. They were pretty good. I watched uh, The Thing from Another Planet, which is the movie that The Thing was a remake of. So, have you both seen The Thing? Uh, the classic 1980s horror film yeah the john carpenter shape-shifting yes alien thing before okay so imagine the thing but imagine if it couldn't change shape so it just looked like a big goofy alien the entire time and they captured it really fast and locked it in a room for the entire time and it was a plant um yep that's what this movie was what where's the tension or the Ah, it's a scary monster! That was the tension. There there was very, really very little tension in this movie. Uh, it was... I guess it was based on the same short story that the Carpenter one was based on, but the Carpenter one was actually true to the short story, and this one was just about a weird plant man from space, and I don't think it killed anybody, really. And then they electrocuted it, and it died. So yeah, wow, the thing spoilers. from another. Yep, yep. Speaking of uh, weird villain deaths, uh, is there actually? Oh no, it's the thing from another world. My mistake. Is the uh, is the Venom dying to sound uh, Tobey Maguire Spider Man movie villain death uh, based on anything? Because that seems like a really dopey way to kill off an enemy. Uh, I don't know. I did see that movie. That's one of the few superhero movies I saw. Oh man, sound waves. Only uh, just. Shout at, Listen, at least it wasn't water. Well, um, at least they didn't just <laughs> die because of water. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think that the aliens in that movie would have done any amount of research about the composition of the planet that they were landing on. Right, it's like, okay, this, 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 this planet is full of this substance that will kill us on contact, and it's made of 70% of it, so we should maybe avoid it right. and go to a different planet. Right, and also all of the creatures on this planet are themselves 70% of this thing. Yeah, yeah water. That's different from uh, War of the Worlds. 
What's the reference that you're making? Uh, 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 M. Night Shyamalan signs. movie. Yeah, that, that's the one. Signs. Yeah. Oh. Like, wait. I, to be, like, I enjoyed Signs. I didn't think it was a bad movie. You know, it was just a real bad, but that was a dumb, really I bad watched that ending. And immediately forgot everything about it. It definitely it wasn't just, his best movie, but it wasn't his worst. Does it just straight up lift his the ending off of uh, Avatar the World? <laughs> no, it wasn't allowed to be called a- Avatar the Last Airbender. It oh, could only be right. the last airbender. What was your question, Gord? Was it his, it lifted what? Did it just straight up lift whole cloth the ending for War of the Worlds? No. The uh, ending of War of the Worlds was that the aliens did not have the proper antibodies to deal with uh, Earth-based seasons. Yeah, right. So, like, the aliens finally present themselves, and they all die because of something Well, in they the present atmosphere. themselves immediately. Like, that, it, right. in the beginning. They, they, they show up and then kind of start murdering everyone. Like, right. And then, like... You oh, know, it, it takes them, like, a week, but they almost immediately, they just start murdering yeah, everyone. in War of the Worlds. In science, the aliens are... They dissolve when they come into contact with water. It just, like, makes their skin melt and die. So they defeat them by just, like, spraying them with hoses. Or, in the case of the protagonist, by using his game-winning, like, home-run bat that's mounted on his wall to smash the dozens of glasses of water that are all over the house because uh, one of the kids has an anxiety and needs a glass of water all the time, or something like that. I think I've only seen this movie once, so... Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's. I, I don't felt... think it's worth watching more than once, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think that might be an issue with a lot of horror movies, is that they don't have like the best rewatchability. I don't think it was... Kevin in the Woods. Kevin also, in the not Woods. a horror movie. Also... <laughs> Or, Science, yeah, I, guess. I wouldn't Those say Science is a horror, horror movie either. Like, nothing scary. It's, it's a, it's a yeah. suspense There's nothing, movie. like, horror, horrific in that movie. They cut off an alien's fingers using a, a butcher. I mean, there, there's a lot horrific when you think about the movie. It's horrible. It's true. I, don't, I think that uh, Shyamalan's best movie was The Village, clearly. I don't remember that movie at all. That was the one where it was the colonial era but then it turned out that it wasn't actually the colonial era it was just uh, a bunch of people living like the amish because they were rich and they got tired of civilization so they decided to move out into the woods and live like the amish right yep yeah that was that was a weird one i like his movies most of the time i don't think that he deserves the the bad reputation that he has but he has made some bad movies I mean, is I think what it was, everyone got kind of sick of the, oh, what's a twist type of thing that he kept doing. Yeah, I also think that people expected every movie that he made to be The Sixth Sense. Like, they wanted it to be as good as The Sixth Sense. And that was right. just not a thing that was going to happen. Some people just peak and... Yeah. Uh, I don't. A lot of people make. really liked Unbreakable, though. I, don't I liked Unbreakable. I don't, I don't think I watched that one. It's not a, it's, it's not suspense or horror. The it's superhero just a, movie. Gritty superhero movie with a yeah. terrible ending. Wait, who who does that start? Like trips him no, or no. something. The the ending is a wall of text on the screen telling what happened after the last scene. They ran out of budget, and I know that I like and and a bad ending does not ruin an entire thing, but it was a bad like it was a real. Hmm. That was Bruce Willis and Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. So that was the first movie I watched. <laughs> the second movie I watched was uh, Breathless, which is a French movie from the fifties about a young criminal and the girl that he's dating and they run around and avoid the police and uh it's got some really weird editing there are a lot of jump cuts which i guess was really innovative 
for the period. Right, in our YouTube era, that's uh, kind of standard. Right, but uh, was not at the time. It was funny because uh, the girl who is play plays the love interest is American, both in reality and in the plot. So she's just speaking French with this amusing American accent, so all of her words sound wrong. Okay. Which, uh, it's That's like nice. when you see a French person in an English movie. They just say everything slightly wrong. Uh, oh, ho, yeah. ho. I was... Uh, the the subtitles... So I, w- I was watching it subtitled, and the subtitles were not particularly good. Like, I would see that, listen to them say something, and I would read the subtitles and be like, ah, it's not quite, it's not quite how that works. And that happens a lot with subtitles. But then during the scenes where she was talking with her boss or whatever, just in English and the actual movie had subtitles in the way that like a star Wars movie has subtitles built into it. Right. The subtitles were even more hilariously wrong translating what she was saying to French. Okay. And, uh, she would say something like, really, really. And you know, from the inflection that she's asking a question, but she's also being sarcastic. And right. they would just write out, like, two full sentences to convey that, because it doesn't... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, good, right. good. Uh, I bet if you also, what is sarcasm? Mm-hmm. There. I, I also read a book called Uzumaki, which is a, a manga. It is a, I guess, a, a horror manga about spirals. It's by... Uh, Junji Ito. Oh, so it's the same plot as uh, Gurren Lagann. I've never watched or read Gurren Lagann. Ah. But it's about... Oh, that's, uh, that's a shame. It's about a town that is being consumed by spirals. And... Right, right. And then the, eventually you have, you've got to stop this, all the spiral life forms from existing by murdering them. Otherwise, the spirals take over the universe. And uh, heat death, something, giant robots fighting in space. Isn't that the plot to... Uh... Oh crap! I had something for this. Uh, anyway, so this is this, Eureka um, Seven. Eureka Seven. Don't know yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. You're right. I couldn't tell you anything about Gurren Lagann or Eureka you Seven. Should, you should watch more uh, giant robots. Yeah, I uh, really yeah. dislike mecha as a genre. So Uzumaki town being taken over by spirals. You get a lot of people like having their bodies super distorted and turned into spiral monsters, or like if you just Google Uzumaki, you'll see some. Pretty horrifying images of. Oh wait, wait, wait! Is this the same uh, guy who did? Uh, he, he did a. There's like this about like one review. Like people. Yeah, uh, Amagawa fault. Yeah, yeah, same yeah. Artist? It's uh. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking Junji about. Junji Ito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- dude's got a weird brain and. Uh, yeah, but it, okay. Makes yeah, there's a spiral on stuff. it. Anyway, this is a really good manga. It has a distinct beginning and an end, which is really nice for a manga. I would recommend it to anybody who likes Lovecraft, or... Or the weird uh, People Hold yeah, manga. Yeah. That one's only, like, ten pages long, though. Yeah, but the, that People Hold manga is... It's uh, similar, it's similar, yeah. in style. Yeah. And I also read uh, Albert Camus' The Stranger, which is a classic work of literature about a dude who doesn't care about anything, and then shoots a guy, and then is sentenced to death by beheading. I read that. It's weird. Yeah, I didn't end up reading I, it in high school. Like, I guess everybody else in the world did. I'd never read it, so. I read it past couple of years. It was left here as a book from the previous tenant. Oh, it's super short. You can read it in like an hour or two. Yep. It's like 120 pages, maybe. Anyway. 
I feel like the author was trying to do something super uh, meaningful, kind of like uh, a good man is hard to find. Just a, you know, an examination of morality and what is morality. But this this character is just a jerk and has no morality. But like the story is like, look at this guy. He's like Jesus, man. Wow. He's his own morality slices version of Jesus. Yeah, except for he explicitly rejects being like or having any interest in religion or Jesus or anything. Mm. Like he attacks. A- I guess. Um, no, it's about it's uh, about it's what Clockwork Orange does yeah. that too. So Stranger's thesis is that like the universe is cold and uncaring, and like what you do mm-hmm. doesn't matter. The only thing that brings him peace in the ending before he's executed is recognizing that there's just the world doesn't care at all. Like there's just nothing. Anyway, uh, Gord, what did you do? I uh, what did I do? Oh, I got a tattoo. Oh, did you? Oh, neat. I did. Is it a temporary tattoo? Nope, it's pretty permanent. Have, have you tried uh, putting a like a magic erase marker on it? <laughs> yeah. Just to be sure. Uh, I'm trying to remember one of those cartoons where you uh, the character can just erase things, but uh, nothing's coming up. Uh, that was a Roadrunner. No. Yeah, uh, that works. That was a. Are you afraid of the dark plot? Mm, and uh, also a camera that turns trucks evil. I don't know about that. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a stylized. Uh, oh, well, more like simplified D-pad and A and B buttons from the Nintendo Game Boy on my forearm. Mm. Oh, okay. Neat. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I showed it off. At, I mean, uh, without, without seeing an image of it, I like it. Sweet. It's, Can you um, play it by flexing? <laughs> I, uh, are you going to add... Um, start and select? Yeah. And the, uh, the little diagonal speaker vents. Um, I was gonna say, is, are is, you uh, uh, also some way to actually use it as a real controller? I yeah, uh, that was the first thing that I said was, uh, uh, in a couple of years we'll have conductive uh, tattoo ink that already exists. Yeah, I think so. I think oh, so. I need to uh, uh, make a phone I think, call. I think it's more of like you get like an implant. Yeah, or something yeah. Like I think Thinky well. says it sells it. You like get this pad implanted right under your skin. Are, are you sure that wasn't one they're like April? 1st? No, they've consistently uh, sold it for years, I think. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Think Geek. Hold on. Geek Tattoo. Yep, uh, the programmable tattoo system. Wicked. Yeah, unless this is just a joke. Like, maybe. It's currently on Think Geek. Is it sold out? It says buy now. Okay, well, I guess that's real then. I could speak. Anyway, uh, there's a uh, stigma against tattoos in Japan, uh, but uh, at the local pub on uh, Half Price Beer Night, I uh, showed it off, and a bunch of Japanese dudes were having fun uh, doing uh, Street Fighter 2 moves on it. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so my question was going to yep. be, are you eventually going to get a pick uh, a, another tattoo <laughs> of a set of D-pad and buttons painting a picture of your first tattoo <laughs> yep uh this one's this one's pretty good okay like so it. this is not a real um, product on think geek they just never take down their april fool stuff apparently yeah yeah uh, they don't so that's that's why i said why is that an april fool's prank it's 
because just what they do is they have like gift. a whole bunch of like really awesome looking April Fool's gifts, and whichever uh-huh. ones get like a lot of press or something that people really want, they're like, all right, we'll try to make it real, and it works pretty well for them because they make a butt ton of money that way. Well, we're pressed, right? Let's uh, let's make a butt ton of uh, press about that. All right. Apparently, this was a 2011. Thank you, joke. Uh, so there's that, and uh, I watched the Hateful Eight with uh, my wife and her mother. What did the Hateful Eight? Um, grapes, a plate of grapes. That's uh, that's what I typed into this document. So. <laughs> oh yes, it says the Hateful Eight, a uh, plate of grapes by time. Dr. Tarantus. I must just be forgetting that part of the movie. Uh, it's uh, solid Tarantino. If you like Tarantino, this is a thing that you'll like. Um, yeah, they, uh, they they play with all kinds of different ways of making you uncomfortable by saying words that uh, are likely to make you uncomfortable. Uh, I think the strongest part of the movie is that it felt a lot like a play and in that it was... Uh, it's like a single room play and all of the characters there are eight or nine of them are always interacting in different ways and you're always rooting for different ones and the uh the real character of the movie is the uh uh shoot what's the word i'm looking for here um yeah the dynamic of the uh relationships. I've got Maggie talking in my ear here. The dynamic of the relationships. Ah, That's more or less all I have to say about that, I guess. Go watch it. Uh, Paul, what have you been doing? Uh, So, I, uh, one of my friends had a birthday party and we went to this uh, smokehouse in Brooklyn. Uh, And normally smokehouses are bad for vegetarians because there's nothing to eat. Uh, But this one had a lot of vegetarian friendly options because it's in Brooklyn. Uh, and I had like this vegetarian sloppy joe, very good. Uh, highly recommend it. Um, I think I spent like half an hour just thinking and trying to like uh, deconstruct what it's actually made of. I'm pretty sure it's like uh, tons of barbecue sauce and the shredded tofu and beans of some sort, probably. But I can't really figure out too much else than that. I'm sure that there are actual recipes online that I can look at and to try to recreate it. But you know, whatever. I watched this movie called Dope on Netflix. Uh, it's like, uh, have you, did you guys see that uh, movie? It was called like The Perfect Score or Sixteen Hundred or something like that. And it was a bunch of kids who like, yeah, Pitch Perfect. It was it was about a bunch of kids who like went really far out of their way to cheat on the SATs to get into college, and then they they found within the experience of trying to cheat on the SATs that they grew as human beings. And that's what allowed them to become the type of people who would enter college or something like that. I thought that you were going to say uh, through the process of, of working to cheat on the SATs, they actually just got really good at the SATs and got perfect scores normally. They, they ended up getting perfect scores normally because like they just like, you know, are smart people who like went through a, went through like an elaborate Ocean's Eleven heist to cheat on the SATs. I believe it's Ocean's uh, 2400 or whatever. Right, exactly. No, I haven't seen um, this movie. So, th- well, whatever. It doesn't matter. This this movie, Dope, is about a bunch of black kids in a really poor area of California who, uh, or I guess it's 
starring this one black kid who has got a bunch of uh, black friends who like uh, he wants to get into Harvard and in through a bunch of mishaps mainly because he is really thirsty for this girl that he saw that he kind of likes um, ends up having to sell a whole thirsty. bunch of drugs accidentally. What strats does he use? Um, he, he uses look awkwardly and accept all the horrible fate that is coming onto him. Ha. Uh, but the movie is very funny. It's got a lot of appreciation for, uh, I don't know, nineties hip hop. And, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I, I recommend it. It's on Netflix. It's like an hour and 40 minutes. Go watch okay. it. And I, I, uh, this past week end, uh, Kanye West finally uh, delivered on his uh, on his promises to make uh, a video much, game, right? Correct. Uh, uh, correct. Oh my god! On his much anticipated album, which oh, was originally called "So Help Me God," but then was changed to "Swish," but then was changed to "Waves," and then he decided he's going to say on Twitter that it's called "TLOP" and have people guess what it actually is. The actual title is The Life of Pablo, but my favorite uh, in, my favorite guesses included uh, Tickle Lightly on Prostate. Um, I, I've, I've got a list of these somewhere. But they're, they're, people were clowning around a lot uh, with this stuff, and it was pretty funny. Uh, but it's The Life of Pablo, and it's a mess. Um, the day it was supposed to come out, he was like, All right, guys, I just sent it. I made some final changes to the track list, but I just sent it to get mixed and mastered. And then the album didn't count, come out for another 24 hours or something like that. And it, it's, it's, a, it's a mess. It's I, just a I heard that mess. he uh, melted down on Twitter and also has $53 million in debt or something like that. Yeah, or, something like that. Uh, and also his music is only available on Tidal for at least a week. And then he might release it on other platforms and it's digital only. And it's awful. Title is a horrible service. He wants it um, to be good, though. He wa- he's that, trying uh, real hard. He's a majority shareholder or something. Was that, that I'm pretty sure. Was that actually Martin Shkreli who uh, bought that album with a bunch of bitcoins and then flipped right out when he didn't get a copy immediately? Yeah, he, he paid like apparently fifteen million dollars in bitcoins or something. Uh, I don't know whether that actually. Nothing. I don't. I don't know whether that's like real or not. But I saw that, and I'm like, man, this is this guy is just be funny, doing a lot of weird things, and I can't tell whether it's like also isn't all he in an jail? elaborate act? No, no, no. He's he's house arrest at the moment. I'm pretty didn't sure. Didn't he? Didn't oh, he end up not that's rich person, rich white person jail? Did he actually not yeah, exactly. end up spending the fifteen million dollars in bitcoins on the album that he had, he ended up buying? Uh, Fifteen million dollars worth of lube instead. You know that might have been it. I, I don't that's know. What, that's what I heard. That's what I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty annoying. sure everyone just oh, adding just... on a little bit extra every time. That uh, no, nope, I'm I'm looking at the. Uh... Bought fifteen million dollars worth yep. of lube. <laughs> Someone scammed him by claiming to be Kanye's agent or whatever. That's, that's fantastic. That's amazing. How did they get fifteen million dollars worth of lube in the first place? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that that's amazing. I love it. It says, uh, yeah, someone named Dakan said he was Kanye's boy, and I signed the deal to buy Pablo and sent the Bitcoin. <laughs> Who has my $15 million? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and then he tweeted, also, uh, idiots, I've gotten in touch with Satoshi, Bitcoin's creator, and he's agreed to help oh, me get that, me my money back. Yeah, you know, that, that that was, like, literally the exact moment that he, I knew he was full of crap, because, like... Yeah, you know the guy that no, no person on the planet can track down? The person, the person that literally everyone believes does not exist, mm-hmm. because he is impossible to track down and doesn't seem to be a real person at all. Yeah, I played him. Uh, an adventure game it says, uh, Bitcoin transactions are easily <laughs> verifiable, and according to the blockchain, he was just lying. So he didn't actually spend $15 million on Okay, yeah, I also heard that, and I think that was ah. the most believable story okay, that I heard. But, but, after that, he hosted a live chat, uh, and in the video, left his credit card number exposed. So 4chan did send him 55 gallons of lube. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> story, oh my god. Okay, so good. I'm glad that we got that uh, cleared up. Uh, that, that, that gets better every time I find out more about that story. So he did He did end up spending uh, $1,100 on the <laughs> oh because, 4chan, because 4chan used his credit card to buy it and send it to him. So there we go. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Uh, more, I guess... More hot takes and scoops on this podcast as this story develops in a week or two. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I also... Uh, there, I, there, Earlier this week, there's like this Reddit thread on Ask Reddit about what, what TV show is surprisingly very uh, deep and or smart or whatever. And uh, someone had said uh, Archer because they keep making these like really neat uh, literary references out of nowhere. And I remember one of them was uh, Bartleby the Scrivener, uh, which is apparently a short story. And I looked it up and I was like, 20 pages total or something like that. I'm like, okay, I have time to read 20 pages of the short story. And I almost stopped because the dude went on forever on descriptions <laughs> of his people. But I got through the entire thing. I could say, uh, read a book, I, Lena. <laughs> I, I don't understand the joke so much. Uh, I would explain the joke to you, but I'd prefer not to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, but that, that was enjoyable. And I and uh, there was like a really good uh, comment after uh, Bartleby the Scrivener was um, mentioned. It was like, hey, guys, you should probably read it. It's real short. And it's like, ah, I prefer not to. Yep. That's, I think, my favorite Melville short story. It's it's real good. I, I, I outside of the really really long descriptions of people that I really don't care about. Mm-hmm. 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 And uh, other than that, I've been uh, uh, trapping myself in my own home uh, with a space heater on because it is uh, really really cold in the Northeast United States right now. It. Yeah, it's really hot. It, it hit like negative fifteen degrees Celsius at one point. I'll trade you. Uh, I would. I would take I- that in an, in a heartbeat. Negative fifteen is no joke, man. Give me warmth. Yep. Uh, my, my, I was. I was actually looking for directions to the smokehouse uh, in that weather, and apparently, when it gets cold enough, your iPhone battery stops working, Ooh. and so uh, I was like six blocks out, and I'm like, oh no. My phone's going to die. I have to look at my map and try to figure out where I have to go before it dies. And then look at the map at that instant. It goes off. I'm like, well, crap. I think I take this turn here. And I got lucky. You never saw him again. (laughs) 
I if if I had been out there for like half an hour and I couldn't find a place, I'm just like talk to anyone, get them to point me in direction near subway and just go home because like uh no no joke. All right, I guess that means it's uh time for our our next segment, right? All right, guys, video games. Video games. Justin, what have you been playing? So I've been playing, I played a little bit of this game called Titan Souls, which is nothing like Dark Souls except for they are games where you can die easily. Yeah. Sort of like a 2D Shadow of the Colossus, kind of. Uh, So world, they're just bosses. Hang on, it sounds like you are uh, in the show MASH. What? You are in MASH and there is a helicopter that is around you. That is making oh, yeah a helicopter. Noises. Yeah, that's uh, that's L.A. Ah. That's that's every t- ten minutes in this city. All right. Anyway, so it's like a, so it's your your it's a two D game. You fight bosses; they can kill you in one hit, but you kill them in one hit. So it's just sort of figuring out how they move and what their weak spot is, and then you shoot them with your arrow, and they die. I really like it. Yeah, it's good. It's a cool idea. Yeah. Also playing Final Fantasy X. So, this is a, a game that many people have recommended to me as the best of the Final Fantasies, which we all know that that is Final Fantasy VI, but... Seven. No, no. Six doesn't doesn't have dumb stuff in yeah. it, like seven. And uh, six is afraid of Plus, seven. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Before oh, I, see. Yeah. Oh. I already made that joke today. Oh. I was, I was uh, streaming... I was streaming uh, Overwatch and then Hearthstone, and somebody came into my chat and said, what do you think of number six? And I said, it's not as good as seven, because seven, eight, nine. Hey-o! And then I gave myself a high five and said, this is what people come to the stream for, or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) I was like, yeah, yeah, I did it. (laughs) Nice. Yes. And then uh, that guy said in chat, maybe this is why I'm your only viewer. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Yep. Uh, anyway, Final Fantasy X doesn't start out as cool as Final Fantasy VI in that you don't ride a huge mech and kill a snail, but it's... That was six then. What? I, I've got these very vague memories of playing a Final Fantasy game where I was fighting a giant snail while riding a mech. Yeah, Final Fantasy VI starts out the first, like, minute and a half. You roll into town in a giant mech. Oh. You know, blast a bunch of civilians, kill a giant snail, and then like the tutorial starts kicking in, and you're not in a mech anymore. I was thinking that was Final Fantasy three, which now that I think about it, was the American release on of the NES. Six. Yep, three. the The actual Final Fantasy three no. is the worst DS game and maybe the worst video game yeah. I've ever played. Man, I got to that one boss. Not to bring us too far away from the topic, but I got to that one boss where you just have to uh, re-roll all of your characters into. The class that can jump real high, Dragoon. And yeah, I yep. uh, quit playing because I didn't yeah, have was... any time for that. Yep, it was bad. It was a bad game. Yeah. Also, like, I feel like you were required to find a bunch of those weird out of bound secrets. No, there were no weird out of bound secrets. Uh, there were loads of those in Final Fantasy III. On the not on the, the PS2. one that I played on the PS. You mean just like areas where you could walk off the path? Uh, yeah, like. This one tile of wall is not actually solid, and you have to walk off it. 
and then continue doing oh, that. Well, but I, I wouldn't consider those out-of-bounds areas because the game tells you that that's what this particular dungeon is about, and then that's just what that is. Mm. It's like Invisible Walls dungeon. I don't yeah. think that no, that's not something good. I would hold against it. You, uh, you just walk forward holding yourself like a button against the wall. Yeah, that like, solves that problem. Yeah, just you know, do this with every wall for the rest of the game. No, no, it was just that one area. No, no, uh, th- th- those things are literally everywhere in Final Fantasy III. Not, not that is required to finish. No, but they are literally everywhere, and some of them are required to finish the game. None of them after that one area where they tell you that it's required. Mm. I don't think that As I what you were saying makes it any less heinous. Uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, the game is bad. Yeah. <laughs> Don't play it. It also uh, required you to go online with other people in order to get everything, and now that Nintendo Wi-Fi connection is, doesn't exist anymore, Gross. you cannot finish that game. You can you can beat the final boss, but you can't finish it. Even if you've got a, a, a special kind of router? Uh, I don't think that you can spoof Nintendo Wi-Fi connection because it had to talk to Nintendo servers. Like, maybe someone could reverse engineer that, but I don't well, think so. Like, but... What technology does uh, trading Pokemon use? Because you can definitely uh, convince your router that it's a 3DS running the latest Pokemon game and trading any string to uh, your game that is in the room. Uh, I think that that's done through local trading, not through internet trading. Mm, Okay. Which doesn't need to be... uh, Does not need to be verified. I gotcha. Nope. Anyway, Final Fantasy X, you, you play as Titus, which is a character that nobody knows how to say his name properly because they never say it in the game. Huh. So everyone thinks it's uh, Titus. Right. He He's a sports ball player uh, from... Actually, it's pronounced Cheetus. <laughs> okay. Because T is not a syllable <laughs> that exists in... Uh, it's not a Ket- combination. Cheetus. <laughs> Very well done. Well done. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, he's a he's a sports ball player. Plays this game called Blitzball, which is like a, I guess it's kind of like soccer, but it takes place at a giant sphere of water. It's soccer polo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I haven't. I I don't know if there's a mini game where you get to play Blitzball in this game, there, uh, or if it's just only going to be in cutscenes. But I do know that my cousin you, got you, a concussion playing play Blitzball. Uh, Blitzball. You play, play Blitzball. <laughs> I don't know how she managed that, but I do know that years ago she got it. She gave herself a concussion playing Blitzball, which I don't know where she got a giant floating sphere of water. Yeah, that's, but that's my first question. Yeah, um, uh, she just threw the controller really hard and it bounced. Yeah, I think it was in like a pool or something. I don't know. Um, I couldn't wait. Tell you. How far have you gotten? Because like bl- the Blitzball segment of the game is like pretty early on. I've killed a couple bosses. Pro tip. Anyway. There's an ability called Zombify, and it will turn any monster just into a zombie version of that thing. Have you you beaten this game? Have you played it? Then, you use a phoenix down. Are you just making this up? On that monster. No, I'm not. You can insta-kill bosses in two moves. Huh. It's good. I'm enjoying it. Once I, I also got Final Fantasy X too because uh, Nina keeps every time I talk to her about it or about anything, she tells me how good it is, and it also came with uh, came with the game. You couldn't get them separately. Uh, I'm playing this on the PlayStation Vita, and it's a really good port. They have just completely remapped all of the controls to be on the Vita natively, so it's not like a weird port where you're seeing commands for buttons that don't exist. Nice. Um. 
if you own the game on PS3 or PS4, you can your saves just like pick it up on the console, turn it off, go somewhere. Your save on your Vita is up to date, which is nice. Cool. Uh, I do don't they, own it on console. Do they utilize the uh, the control system where you uh, tickle the back of your device? Uh, not that I found. They do utilize the touchscreen. Cool. So, um, for but you don't have to. It's just like either select the icon in the menu or just tap to pull up this thing, for example, or that thing, whatever it is. Anyway, it's it's interesting. I, I like the leveling system where you sort of like move around on this weird bubble grid. I don't know. It's it's weird, but it's kind of cool. Uh, this is 10 or 10. This is 10. Yeah. Okay. I would say I'm having way more fun with this than I did with seven, which or is uh, but I'm, or yeah, or three or eight. Um, I'm not sure if I'm having as much fun with it as I did with 13. But I also haven't finished this game yet. Um, and I'm sure that there are lots of people that would crucify me for, say, I liked 13 better than 10. Or that I liked 13 at all. But uh, my opinions are right. Yeah, I, so It was a good... Like, it was a video game the way that Heavy Rain is a video game. 13? Yeah. That's the one that's a movie with some uh, action cutscenes, right? No. 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 Yeah, and there's a, no. a bird in a dude's hair. Yes. Yeah. Final Fantasy, thir- Final Fantasy 13 is a great movie. No. Mm. No. We must be talking about I, 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 I agree with I agree with it being a movie, considering that you could uh, program the game to play for you. You could program the game to play for you, but you could also program a computer to play chess. <laughs> but can it love? Can uh, teach a computer can... to love? So Final Fantasy 13 was a long hallway for a lot of it. You just could walk. You just walked in a straight line. The combat was really interesting, but it did eventually just turn into an open world with like places to go and side quests and stuff, like a normal Final Fantasy game. None of the people that I talked to about that game ever got to that point. Yeah, it's because it was at like the 30-hour mark. Yeah, wow. In a 50-hour game. But you do eventually just hit like Hyrule Field, <laughs> and it's full of dudes and side quests and stuff. Have you played 9? No, but I did. Yeah, eventually. It's coming to Steam. I yeah, I know. I've seen it. It looks really good. It's just, it's funny because they upresed all of the character models, but the like backgrounds are the still. Characters. Yeah. They upresed all the character models, but they did not upres any of the background matte like matte painting um, flat things. So you have these ultra HD Final Fantasy Nine characters <laughs> walking around on hilariously re- low res environments. Nice. And it, like they look real good. They make the backgrounds look bad, and I think if they looked bad, you wouldn't notice how bad the backgrounds looked. I did, I did main Zidane in uh, the first Dissidia fighting game because he was real good. You could just jump forever and hit people with your tail. Cool, it was good. Yeah, I was worried. Somebody told me that they were porting Final Fantasy IX to phones and Steam, and I said, "Oh no, did they ruin it like they did with Final Fantasy VI's graphics?" Mm. And uh, the answer is no. It, they just ported it. Yeah. But I don't. I am wary of any Square Enix Final Fantasy PC port, or just any Square Enix port. I guess. Well, no, because Tomb Raider is Square Enix, and those games run fine on PC. And Hitman. You mean the new Tomb Raider? Yeah. That was not. Was was that not just made for PC? No, it was on console too. I mean, sure, it was on console, but does that make it a port or a a? Uh joint release well i know that the new one rise of the tomb raider was like an xbox one exclusive and then got announced for pc later i mean they were always going to release that on pc right they they had maybe maybe 
who knows? I feel like every game that comes out on Xbox One has is going to get a PC release mm. because of Windows 10. Yeah, like is is that not like is there a significant difference between Windows 10 and Xbox One as far as the environment? The Windows goes? 10 can put out. No, I don't think so. Mm. So like they did just announce that uh, Quantum Break is coming to Windows 10 in addition to Xbox One, which makes me super happy and gives me that's one fewer reasons to care at all about an xbox one that's what the uh that's the one where you jump back in time into people's bodies no uh, and is the sequel to chrono cross <laughs> no quantum break is the latest game from remedy mm. who before they made this did alan wake and before they did that did max Payne. sweet so did you play alan wake i did i played about 10 minutes it was a uh okay eh. Uh, probably like if I it was really good. Minutes, it, it was, it was worth owning an Xbox. Now for. that I've played Ethan Carter, I might like it more. It, it's really good. It was just like, oh man, you got you got to put these. You play as Stephen King, Energizer and... batteries into this flashlight, and you didn't do it fast enough, so a shadow ate you. Yeah, oh, you it, was pretty easy. Light light it was pretty easy. It was pretty easy. Got to point it. It wasn't ever, unless you put it on the hardest difficulty. It was never uh, a challenge. Was it interesting. Yes, okay. I thought that it was an incredibly interesting game. The gameplay got a little stale towards the end. Yeah, could I could I watch a let's but, play and get the same experience? So that this that sort of ties into what this what I'm going to say about Quantum Break. So that so Alan Wake, even though it was just all one game that you would buy once, uh, then they, they did release DLC for it later. But I think when the PC version came out, all of the DC DLC just got baked in. Mm. But every I don't know hour or two of play. It would just roll credits and play an end like a, a song, and that would be the end of that episode. And then you, it would show you, like previously on Alan Wake. Oh, cool. And yeah, and the the DLCs were like TV special number one, TV special number two, uh. and they they did not they were not integral for the story. They were stuff that happened after the post game. Like they they were basically post game content. They continued the story and set up the sequel. Mm. To show what was going to happen between, and then they released that game that was uh, not a not Alan Wake two, but also happened after the first one. That was okay. Anyway, Quantum Break is interesting because it is doing the same thing with, uh, t- but you're going to play game, and then it's also coming on disc for like 22 minute TV show length episodes of the Quantum Break television show. <laughs> The game segments are going to follow the protagonists of the story, and the episodes are going to follow the villains of the story, but the content of the TV episodes will change based on the actions that you take in the game segments. I'm really curious about how much footage they actually shot and how many reasonable... Yes, it is live action. Alan Wake also had live action sequences in it. How do you... I mean... CG is just not there yet. How do you make that not a jarring experience to go back and forth? So in Alan Wake, the character of Alan Wake was just based on the appearance of an actual actor who in the live action sequences would just play Alan Wake. Right. But like, and so like you'd turn on the TV in his house and it would just be, you would see like an interview a lot, like an actual real live person interview of him being interviewed on TV. But like, you know, that, your your lizard brain knows that that's not him. It looks like him. They've got the same face. Sure, but like, oh, th- this is a cartoon version of 
that guy. Right, but it's close enough. You know, you're watching it on a tiny little TV in a video game. Like uh, Atris? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. Anyway, I imagine that you're n- that the full live action things. Uh, did you? Uh, I I thought that the the face facial animation in L.A. Noir was convincing enough. I, like it clearly wasn't a real person, but it looked. It I mean, moved but it was it person. was it wasn't good enough that you could actually like read people's faces to figure out when they're lying or not. Like that. I think that that was more because of bad acting and. Bad but they got such game big names tuning for the actings, but that uh, they didn't they didn't act it the they didn't act the things that the game wanted you to find. That's true, yeah. Like they did a performance and it was a good performance, but then the game was like, were they doing these things? And then presented you with a bunch of irrelevant menu options. Truth, lie, doubt, something I don't know, whatever. Mary kill force force would be doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm really curious about what the dynamic pathing and choicing in this game is going to look like, and how much footage they reveal they're like they actually shot that is going to be as, I guess assembled into these TV episodes. I really like Remedy's attempts to bridge sort of like the television format and the game format. I don't know if they're going to be successful, but they keep trying, and like they've got infinite Microsoft money, so yeah. that's that's fine. Uh, a bunch of people were really mad when it got announced for PC because how dare they take away our exclusives? Oh. Uh, pre-order canceled. I, was like, I think I saw that. Yeah. Man, remember when? Remember the console wars? Remember how people used to care about that? Are you like a refugee from 1994? <laughs> like, also, it, it doesn't make your experience right. Any right? Worse Why are you sad that somebody else, else can also play the game and better with mods? I doubt it will have mods. Uh, resolution options and uh and if you buy the game on xbox one they give they are going to give you a free copy of it on pc wow i mean yeah yep. trying to put themselves out of uh that market well the xbox if you own an xbox one you can already just sling it to your to pc you don't ever have to turn on a tv so it's like a steam it's like a reverse steam box but it's a Microsoft published game. Yeah. What do they lose? They're gonna. They're, they've already got your money. Like it's not. They're also if you buy Dark Souls three on Xbox One, they're giving you a free Xbox copy of Dark Souls one. On. Um, so they're they're really incentivizing with. people to yeah. You know. cool. Anyway, so uh, I also played Firewatch. Wait, but can I you? Think... Sorry, uh, one more thing with that is the Dark Souls one going to be. Uh, improved at all, or is it just going to be... No, script? it's just... I think it's just the Xbox Store version of Dark Souls 1. Because I would just love Dark Souls 1 with even the slightest amount of... Uh, with Dark Souls 2. Usability. Yeah, graphics. oh man, that's, that is the dream. <laughs> that You can buy those two games you know and you what? get the perfect... Five game. years from now, you will have that, I bet you. All three Dark Souls games, one disc, like Dark Souls Gosh, Complete Trilogy nice. Edition. And it won't have Demon Souls or Bloodborne because those are Sony. But will they fix Scholar uh, to be actually good? <laughs> Scholar's really good, man. <laughs> it's so yeah, hollow. There's just really... nothing to it. You're so wrong. Yeah. You're so wrong. There's nothing in this game that makes the story good. is really interesting. Uh, the gameplay is more enjoyable. The, okay, the mechanics to it are better. Yep. The game has no soul. I greatly disagree man you 
Seek Vendrick, man. You haven't even you haven't even found like the first. You you've completed I, the very first arc of the game. I'm what forty hours into the game, and I haven't found anything that because you spent a million approached. hours tower eleven. You, no. you you spent a lot of time dicking around though. You're not forty hours of like no, progression into the game. It's not a lot like hmm. I don't. I haven't really been grinding. I got some twinkling. You are level one hundred and twenty. That's just the natural. I was uh, level. I was level like sixty when I beat that game. Hmm. Maybe sixty-five or seventy. You are so wildly <laughs> overplayed for where you should be. I'm so grossly incandescent. Yeah. I uh, I like this is just. I don't know if it's just my my playstyle, but this is where I am naturally. For you also. You also sit around, like, doing co-op on the same boss a million times. Yeah, that's because that's fun. Yeah, and I would never co-op on a boss wow. unless I absolutely could not beat it. I would yeah. go in over and over again by myself yeah. to kill it. I do it first a bunch of times. Uh, yep, I like to see boss. a boss and test my... And that, yeah, see, I don't want to learn a boss with other people being a crutch for me. I want to try myself first. Uh, Alright. Anyway, the story of Dark Souls 2 is not as focused as Dark Souls 1. But it is really, really interesting and spread out over a really large geographical space and has lots of interesting characters in it. But every single every single zone is just a room with some colors on it that are different than all of the other rooms. Like, hmm. The zones hey, make, now we're in the uh, Ice Castle. Than, hey, now we're in the, the Fire Maze. What, hey, what, now what we're in the... Castle? What Ice Castle? Okay. Come on. There's no Ice Castle. There's like a... Yet. There is an Ice Castle. <laughs> you haven't found it yet. Also, it makes sense why it's an ice castle. But, like, none of the places are interesting. You don't have to learn them the same way that you did in Dark Souls. It's not... You, you don't have a relationship with this game. You... I, I greatly disagree. All of the zones outside... I, I, I feel like all of the zones outside of Iron Keep feel like real places that make sense why they're there. Iron Keep is just, just a bad ice castle. Yeah. Big old lava lake on top of this wooden ladder. Yep. It's dumb. La yep. Like, but other if you, than if you see the that, existence of Iron Keep... Like... Everywhere else makes sense. Is there a visualization of that zone that makes any sense? Like, will you say, oh, oh, I see. This was just built onto the side of a, a, a volcano? So, it is justified in the lore why that thing exists. But I think it just doesn't... I think it's dumb. It's like a wizard did it? Yeah, it is literally a wizard did it. It's that <laughs> the old Iron King was an iron bender, had control over iron, and could make iron do whatever he wanted. So he oh. built his iron smelter castle in the middle of a volcano so, so we could smelt all the iron everybody told me that uh oh man the iron king he uh, did some nasty stuff and then a uh, big old lava demon came up and uh oh and, yeah you fought the balrog right but the name of the balrog was the iron king the old iron king yep that is the what is left of the old iron king so did it did he take its place or is that did he just become that is he the the that is like the so the old iron king was came into contact with the oh what's it called hold hold on so the old the old iron king succumbed to the flames that he built his castle on and his soul was possessed by like the demons that lurked below in the lava or in the depths of the earth what the game calls icarus earth but is not an actual translation of anything um and it sort of bubbled up into that crazy demon thing that is like a possessed manifestation. But uh, 
the the old Iron King himself was influenced by the soul of the Lord of Sunlight, Gwyn, which he found. Hang on, sorry, can you run by that again? So, the soul of Gwyn right. is in the possession of the old Iron King. If you kill him in New Game Plus, he will drop it. Oh. He is the Lord of Cinders, man. Come on. Uh, 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 yeah, I, just like you probably didn't talk to the cat in Majula who told you that the Lost Sinner is being punished for attempting to use her soul to ignite the first flame, which is why she drops the old witch soul in New Game Plus. Hmm. Thing that is hot and other thing that is hot. I don't think that's huh? necessarily a, a connection that I should have drawn. Yeah. <sighs> the- the the cat tells you all this stuff. Did, like, is that did, does that only open up once you've killed them? No, it, it, it she will tell it to you all. I think as soon as you get to Majuli, if you just keep talking to I her. I mean, I did that, and I don't. Unless it was just. No, no, I think I'd remember that. I'm... Hmm. I talked to her until she started repeating stuff, and then I stopped. Yeah, she says, "Why do people try so hard to be beautiful?" We cats are born beautiful, of course. He he. The human ego. How many ugly iron castles has it erected? Now they don't even see the folly of their ways. But that's what makes watching humankind so delightful. It reminds me of someone who lived here long ago. A vainglorious liar who ended up hurling himself into the flames. Hmm. Now he's Icarus Earth, if I'm not mistaken. So she she's following the soul or the person? The person, but she tells you whose soul that has like you know only there's only one guy who hurled himself in the flames or uh the lost sinner where she says the lost sinner lives deep within the bastille the fool trying to light the first flame cool and then she says something about the the duke or whatever the the duke's dear freya that is funny I'm trying to remember what it is oh it's not it's not it's uh something about the it's actually on the soul that the thing drops or it's like it's seethed for for ages because it's Seath's soul. Anyway. Yep. The story is the story's totally there. You just gotta read all the item descriptions, talk to all the characters, there's some interesting stuff going on. Anyway, I also played a game called Firewatch. Me too. This is uh Do you wanna uh, yeah, spin this... that off into its own segment? Did Paul well, play it? No, I don't think I no. Paul, did you play Firewatch? No, I, I literally know nothing about Firewatch still. So Firewatch is a game from Campo Santo which is uh, the guy, a lot of the guys who do the podcast Idle Thumbs. They share an office with Zach, who does Kingdom of Loathing. I, I went and visited their office back in like November, October. Right. Um, this is a game where you are playing as a guy who takes a summer job out in the Wyoming wilderness up in a watchtower to watch for forest fires and alert people if there are fire if there's a forest fire so they you know, they can control it and stuff. Uh, you have no contact with any other humans except for the woman in the next tower over who is your boss named Delilah, and you talk to her over walkie-talkie as you wander around over the span of like what is it a hundred days maybe, um, reporting stuff in. Yeah, being a park ranger, basically like a park ranger rent-a-cop. Before this, these guys made um, like the Walking Dead game and Bioshock. They worked on some, t- uh, I think maybe uh, some stuff at at uh, what is it? Double Fine. Uh, Chris Remo did the music. Who also did the music for Bioshock and Gone Home. So I had a lot of I had a lot of high hopes for this game. I think that. 
Hmm. I enjoy it. I enjoyed it a bunch. Yes, I also enjoyed this game. I don't know if I enjoyed it a bunch. Mm. I had serious reservations about the pacing of this game. It's not paced like a video game. It's not paced like a story. No, it's really not. I mean, like, you, you are right. Like it, it feels like this game would have benefited from being twice as long and given us more time to let the characters get to know each other. I mean, you do just skip 60 days at one point. Yeah, it jumps from, like, what, 30 to 70 or something. I felt like the there's a cool mystery in this game that resolves in a really mundane and boring way, and I guess, like, that's how mysteries usually resolve in real life. I feel like but, that's the point. I, I think that this game would have done a lot better if the expectations were managed a little better. Like, this is not... This is not I a think, I think that just the, I just think that the story is not well told. Mm. I think that the characters are really like well written. I liked them. I didn't think that they felt like real people. I felt like they were way too snarky and snappy and familiar with one another, even from the first day. Like ah. they didn't interact like I would expect two strangers to interact. I mean, but when you are I don't, meeting somebody that you probably will never see and have to talk to every day, and you've done this ten times before. Probably you're going sure, to have a script going in your head. Maybe, but I don't believe that of him. No. But yeah, <laughs> the I, first day, though, he was like, leave me alone. Uh, I'm going to sleep. I don't, I'm not, this is not a knock on the game in terms, like, because I think that the writing is funny and good and I liked those characters, but I just thought that the plot that they are put through could have used way more time and that the resolution just was not interesting. And I think that. It was definitely okay, yeah. maybe climax. Yep, and I think that, uh, like, I guess that that's probably a way that that would have resolved in real life because real life doesn't have cool mysteries that often the way that video games do. But also, like, I'm playing a video game. I'm not in real life. So I, I don't think that the burden there was on me. I think that the burden there was on them for setting up the story the way that they did because the mystery that is set up in this game is also just a thing that you would never run into in real life. Like, never. Get, this isn't a thing that would actually happen. Mm. But then it has a really mundane conclusion. Anyway, Firewatch, I think, is worth playing. I don't want to be too specific about it because I, Paul hasn't played it, and mm -hmm. I think Paul would probably like it. Yeah. I, I Yeah, I'd like to, maybe maybe after the show, um, I'd like to uh, see what Record you a think of a couple Firewatch of... spoiler sections. Yep, there, there's a bunch of stuff. Did you find the ghost? No. Oh, Jake told me that this was a game about a ghost when I visited, and uh, that I walked in and watched it being tested. I was talking to their intern who was testing it, and I said, so Jake tells me this is a game about a ghost. And he said, yeah, there's no ghost in this game. <laughs> uh, but there is a ghost story in this game that you can find in uh, an old abandoned cabin. Yeah, uh, I found that. Yep. The burnt down one? Did you find uh, both raccoons and a turtle? I found and an elk, I think, like a like a deer thing. I found one of those four things, and it was I all I I, I could hear an elk, and okay. the dude was like, "Well, was that aliens? Is it is it aliens?" Did you did you steal a jukebox? I did not. All right, I think I uh, missed a lot of things in this game. Ha. Huh. Okay. Well, we can talk about it later. Oh wait, wait, wait. I bet I know what that. Yeah, no, I, I played by the rules at that point. Oh, no, I, I, yeah, I stole a jukebox, 
and it kept playing as I was walking, so I walked back and threw it in the in the lake to make it turn off, and then I picked it up and brought it back to my place anyway, as a, as a trophy. Did you uh, get out of bounds? Uh, no, but I heard that that's possible. I've also heard that a lot of people can't run this game, that it's just crashing real hard all the time. Mm. Paul, what have you been playing? I've been playing a bunch of uh, League of Legends, Heroes of the Storm, and uh, that's both of those have been a mixed bag. You played the greatest game of Heroes. I did play the, the greatest game of Heroes, played. and the rest of them were crap. Uh, but that team game where we got to play uh, Chogal and completely wreck face with it. Yeah. Um, I remember Mark was like, all right, Paul, I've taken the talent where our runic bomb does more damage as long as we don't die, so don't die. And then we did <laughs> die never died. the entire game. They, yeah, they never killed any yeah, of us the entire so game. So we were just, like, one-shotting them with the runic bomb. It was really dumb. Yeah. Um, so that was a lot of fun, but then, like, playing the other games was miserable. I played a whole bunch of ranked right. games yeah. in League, mm-hmm. and I uh, hit Silver 5, which is better than I expected, uh, considering I had an uh, even 5-5 record in my placements. Um, but I was mainly playing Overpowered Champions, so I was like, whatever. Uh, most, of, most of the uh, losses were from the enemy team also playing Overpowered Champions. Just more overpowered champions than the ones that we had so oh well um and i've also been playing a lot of overwatch because i got into that uh closed beta i'm really happy for you yeah it's it feels like um tf2 but with people actually playing the game I think it feels like TF2, but fun. I, lo- I like TF2, and like I feel like a lot of things that I like in TF2 definitely transfer over here. Like, uh, Farah plays more or less like the soldier does, except... Uh, except for you can fly. Well, I mean, it, it's like, hey, you know how rocket jump is kind of a weird mechanic that requires you to be good for some... Like, at these really weird things and like have to juggle your health in order to be very good at it. Why don't we just, like give you a button that allows you to rocket jump and like you get to do all the cool things without having to like worry about being good at the game in like a yeah. very specific way. And uh, Tracer feels like uh, scout. scout, but I the scout's double jump is actually way more powerful than Tracer's uh, combination of dashes and rewinding time. Uh, it, it, Tracer just doesn't feel like she does enough damage without her ult. Yep, she definitely needs some tuning. She does not feel good to play the way I want her to feel good to yeah. play. Yeah, and uh, Torbjorn is like an uh, engineer on steroids because uh, his sentry is overpowered. It's too easy to set it up. You have There's scrap in the game, but you only use it to spam armor. So like, who cares? That's like boring and dumb and not like super interesting. And they're just overtuned. And uh, we shouldn't be able to win a pub game as the Hexabjorn comp, but, you know, that happens. Uh, and it... Paul and I played a game where where our entire team played Torbjorn, and we destroyed the other they team. They just didn't have a chance. They couldn't uh, get us at all. Like, all the turrets, like, protected each other, and they're, like, spaced far enough apart where, like, yep. even if you killed three, there's still... The other three would have killed three you. The other three just murder you. And then by the time that, like... Uh, you come back to try to attack again. The other three turrets that you just killed got reset up, and it just—it feels particularly bad when they have the the unholy trinity of uh, uh, Torbjorn, Reinhardt, and the healer, and like you just get murdered. You can't do any meaningful damage to anyone. And then, and then 
Bastion sets up as just like a stationary tank. Yeah, yeah. Ba- Bastion acts as like turret number two that's just stronger and uh Wait, ben, yep. ben, does every MOBA have a character named Bastion? This is not a MOBA, so no. Are you uh, sure? How do you define MOBA? Uh, uh League of Legends <laughs> specifically, and nothing uh, else. Yeah. Yeah. It is definitely a multiplayer online battle arena. Yeah. Yes, but it is not a MOBA. Uh, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, so there's there's a lot of issues I have. I really like playing MOBA. as Roadhog. Roadhog seems fun. I haven't had like a good luck uh, playing Roadhog so far. I just get blown up real fast, so I don't think I'm the playing only, it right. The only time I've gotten in, so at the end of the game, you can uh, it it calls out who it thinks the four best players in the game were, and you can give those you can vote for those players with a, basically a thumbs up, and it doesn't do anything other than tell that player, "Hey, you did a good job." That's nice. Uh, but the only time I've gotten one of those callouts, if you get five thumbs up from other players, it's an epic, and I think ten is a legendary. The only time I've gotten an epic is when I play as Roadhog, because he plays sort of like a... Wait, he's got the, how do you get the, ten? Aren't there only There are six playing? players on each team. Nope, oh, six on six. That's different. Yep. Roadhog is a tank. He's got a lot of health. He can heal himself really, really often. And he's got a shotgun, and he's got the stitches pudge hook. Yeah, it's actually really fun. The hook's really yep. yeah. Really the hook's fun. really good. You just look at a dude, and then he's standing next to you, and a point blank shotgun blast hurts. Yeah, basically. Um, I also really like I really like playing really? Lucio. I really like playing Diva. Uh, and Junkrat. Oh yeah, Diva's great. Uh, She's a pro StarCraft player with a with a what's it called, um, Jaeger. I guess. Yeah, yeah, something like she's she's got a mecha and uh she can explode the mecha <coughs> and it's like probably the strongest uh offensive like bunker clearing tool available. Yep. But because of that it's really hard to charge up her ultimate and there are a lot of times where She's like Tychus if back when Tychus's Odin was a second health bar, because she blows up her mech and then she's just fine and she can make another one. Mm. Yeah. But she's very squishy without it. Yeah, yeah, she, she's a bad tracer with that, the mech. Yep, she has no special abilities. She's just a, a lady with a gun. <laughs> and sometimes that's all you need. I've killed people as well, her. I, so, so just... interestingly, uh, that being bad tracer is way better at sniping turrets than being in your mech. Yes, uh, you have much better accuracy. Yeah, that, that is like the one thing that I've really enjoyed about bad tracer is like you can if you get outside of turret's range, which is really hard to do, you can snipe it with your uh, crappy gun. Yeah, your little your little uh, pea, pea shooter from Men in Black. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the but, uh, gun. Uh, what? Anyway, this game is good. It's good. Yeah, I like I, it. I like playing I like it. I want to play it with my friends who actually play a lot of TF2 because it seems like... Yeah, not me. Yeah, yeah. Justin's fine, yep. and uh, we do fun stuff, but I mean, like, uh, I remember playing a game. lot of TF2 with Mark where we would just go like, alright, Mark, here's the plan. Double I like melee medic. A... We're going to just <laughs> heal each other nice. and saw people to death. Build nice. up Uber and just repeat until we die and run out of Uber. So I liked uh, play. I also like playing Winston. He's a giant gorilla. I have. That's all you really yeah, need yeah. to know. I I've, I don't <laughs> understand his ult that much. It I haven't like made it work at all. His ult is it like doubles his health. Yeah, and, and uh, you get to jump around a lot, and you can only melee attack. 
Right, but his melees do huge knockbacks, so you can blow people uh, off of ledges and stuff. Right, for yeah, but like, it, it doesn't seem to do like a hell of a lot of damage. No, but that's not his job. He's a tank. Yeah, yeah, so. I guess. But like, yeah, I, I haven't he's, had he's, like his ult is his ult is for displacement, not for damage. Yeah, uh, it, the fact that he has a billion health though is a problem sometimes. Yeah, it's just like bad. Turns out gorillas are way more durable than humans. <laughs> yeah. Uh Yep, he's also uh, got some funny glasses, and he's got a fun safari skin that makes him look like a, a British explorer. Yeah. Yep. I did get a legendary skin today. Oh, which one? Um, Widowmaker White something. Well, I'm uh, glad that you got a legendary skin. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna wipe out all of the stuff. Like they're gonna do a server reset, so it doesn't matter. It's called the Odette skin, and I was like, Odette, what? But uh, then then I remember. Odette is the white swan from uh, Swan Lake. Oh, okay. And her black, her black skin that is a recolor of this is the Odile skin, which is the black swan from Swan Lake. I was like, man, uh, Blizzard really reaching for those references. Neat. Anyway. Uh, I've only yep. gotten skins for people who I don't play and they're only recolors. Yep. I do like playing Widowmaker. She's not as good as I want her to be, but... Yeah, yeah, she, but, you know, she is just the sniper from TF2. Yeah, but so like without the so like the, the, the sniper in TF2 that like playing is actually the bo- the archer sniper. Like I find that way more enjoyable than actually using a sniper rifle. So I've just been spamming Hanzo whenever I get to be in that role, and I think I think Hanzo's way more effective than Widowmaker. The fact that Hanzo's brother is not Franzo is just the worst. Is, is his first name Hattori? No, I have no clue. That's his brother's name is Genji. They're they're ninjas. One's a cyborg. Uh, yeah. I mean, Hanzo has a robot arm or whatever. Yep. Uh, and a, what else have you been playing? And a katana, right? Uh, Mar- Mark has a katana. Uh, Genji has, oh, Genji a, has a katana. katana. That's weird. Uh, Hanzo is literally only bow and arrow. It's like, it's yep. like one of those, uh, uh, who, who cuts the hair of the barber. Or who, who do you get a haircut from? The, the barber with the nice hair or the barber with the bad hair? Why would you ever get a haircut? That, that that's a good question. Yeah, I I haven't gotten a haircut in two years, and huh. uh, yeah, you don't need a haircut. Trust me. Anyway, what else? Um, what else? Have you uh, so Mark found this uh, great thing that allows you to uh, um, edit your save file in Undertale, and it'll just they've got a lot of presets for like uh, so you want to like experience like some of the fights in the genocide route without having to go through the painful process of grinding out, murdering people for the genocide route. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, the current plan is to uh, get the save file right before undying the undying, uh, minor spoilers, um, to do her special uh, genocide. I think you mean Ed. Yeah, uh, but uh, to do her special uh, genocide route boss fight and then the Sans boss fight. Um and that doesn't mm. really give away too much. They're they're very difficult bosses, uh, uh, especially in comparison to the rest of the game. How far have you gotten in Undertale, by the way? Um, I'm on my way to meet the king. Okay, so uh, are you still on like passivist route overall, or like? I'm only gonna play this game once. Okay. So yeah, I haven't killed anything. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. The, the game's gonna get very cool uh, pretty soon, I think, because like I, the final few boss fights uh, within the true pacifist route uh, were really, really cool uh, gameplay wise, and then the Sans boss fight is just not fair. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna have fun trying to do that uh, at some point this week. All right, is that That's it? That's it. All right, Gord, what have you played? I have been playing uh, Firewatch. We talked about that. I've been playing Titan Souls. We talked about that. I I I played Titan Souls for maybe an hour. It was good. I like how it. I mean, I hope that every game from now on will learn from this game. Although I don't know how realistic that is. In that. There are so many ways to make fights interesting in games, but usually the, the the go-to method of making a fight harder is to just double its health. And that is super lame. Uh, Titan Souls, uh, Justin mentioned it earlier, but it's a game where uh, every boss has a, a gimmick. Not a gimmick, like a, a weakness, I guess. A mechanic. Yeah, a mechanic. And you have one shot I guess you can shoot it as many times as you want. But, like, you've got to run in, learn the boss fight, take advantage of its weakness, and then move on. And since you have one health and it has one health, uh, that is everything the boss fight is, is learning and execution. And there's no sitting around plinking it with arrows or uh, waiting for your damage over time or uh, managing your inventory or... Like there's no, hmm, there's no grinding and there's no um, right. cheesing. It right, is good. just I, pure gameplay. I remember when um, the movie, uh, uh, what, what's the American title for All You Need Is Kill? I don't remember. Shoot, shoot, bang, bang. Edge of Tomorrow. Um, yeah, Edge of, Edge of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. When, when Edge of Tomorrow came out, a lot of people are comparing to video games. Um, yep. But I feel like what you're talking about is like the very core of what they're getting at is like. Uh, you're, you're just there trying to relearn the same thing over and over so you can get it right correct. Like, ha. Yeah. And, or like Groundhog yeah. Day. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. But video gaming. Yep. Uh, also, I haven't uh, come across any bosses in Titan Souls that are that hard. They're just, oh, I see how this thing moves, and now it's dead. But everything, is, every one of them is interesting, and there's like 20 of them? I don't know how many there are. I think I've fought five or six at this right. point. I beat how, how many? four, and then I opened up a zone that was like, now there are Giant, eight yeah. more zones that each have four. Yeah. Right. It, feel, and, it yeah. feels like there aren't like a lot of games that uh, do this sort of thing anymore. Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, that was what I was yeah. thinking. Like, the last one I could think of was like Shadow of the Colossus, where everything is just like, you've got to just learn to fight, find the weakness or the mechanic. Uh, Punch-Out. Punch-Out is entirely that. That's uh, true, yeah. Uh, and Donkey, by extension, Kong, Infinity Blade. Kong, Infinity Blade, Blade games are. Yep. Is, is is, that, isn't that a rhythm game? It, no, Donkey Konga is the rhythm game. Donkey Kong Jungle Beat is a platformer that you play. Oh, you just with play it right the bongos. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and uh, the more. Uh, but that game has normal enemies in it. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. That game has normal. That it's not just a series of fights where you have to learn it, a thing. So you beat a bunch of normal enemies, you run through a zone and collect a bunch of ba- bananas and get your combo up really high, which multiplies your bananas and... Yeah, uh, it's, it's not just the fight, though. Each layer is... No, you're right. But every level ends with you in a punch-out fight, except left bongo is left hook, right bongo is right hook. Right, yep, right. Uh, freshly picked Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land had a punch-out fight like that, which was good. I, uh, I know some of those words. 
Freshly picked Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land, one of the finest Zelda games Actually, of the modern era. I guess I know all of those. Is it as good as Link's Crossbow Training? I'd say it's probably better than Link's Crossbow Training. Is that the uh, uh, Game Boy Advance standalone that came? No, it's no, it's on the, it's on the DS. Oh no, the stand- that wasn't even a standalone. That was a uh, was that Twilight Princess? You had if you had a Game Boy Advance, you could look at the mini map as Tingle on your. No, that was uh, Wind Waker Wind that had that. Yeah, you just drop a bunch of bombs and stuff. Yep. That is not available in the HD remake that is of Wind really Waker. really sad because that was fun. Yeah, I don't understand given that you have the gamepad, which yep. seems like the ideal. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah, I don't know what happened to that. Is it just the, the thing where uh, Japan thinks that every Tingle is awesome American America hates Tingle. is a thick necked football player who only likes big, burly man mans? No, I think it's that America hates Tingle. I, I gotta say one thing about uh, Japanese culture. Boys are not at all afraid of being known to like cute things. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, and also boys are known to be cute themselves. Right. Thus the, the Bishonen trope was born. Yep. They, they will never understand the movie Boys Don't Cry. Uh, the, 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 crying, the crying game. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, freshly changed Tingle... Freshly tanked Pingles. Freshly picked Tingles Rosy Ruby Land is a game where you... Freshly pickled Tingles. Is a game where you play as Tingle. This game is available uh, in English, officially. Uh, It was only released in English in Europe, so you you just have to import because the DS doesn't have a region lock, uh, which is real nice, Nintendo. The DS doesn't have a region lock. 3DS does. Yep. It's the first Nintendo handheld to have a region lock. Well, I guess the DSi was, but... Uh, did they? They were in talks about uh, what, not what is having region a region lock. lock Do we need this? Yep, yep. They. I think that the NX probably won't, based on comments that have been made. But who knows? Mm. Iwata is dead. Ow, jeez, man. Yeah, that's rough, buddy. Yep. Anyway, you play as Tingle. He is just a normal middle-aged thirty-five-year-old dude <laughs> living in living in his house when. Uh, magical god from the sky named uncle rupee shows up and tells him that if you bring me millions of rupees i will let you go to paradise if you if you roll off in a big ball i'll take them and put them in the sky as a new star he turns and he turns this guy who is not yet tingle into a tingle it is like a species of dudes Ah. and then he he zaps tingle's dog and turns it into barkle um this sounds more like a curse that's happening yeah yes yes so your money is your health in this game. Huh. If you run out of money, you literally just die. This, this, game is, a, this is a really interesting uh, commentary. This is the Tingle on origin capitalism. story. That's what I wanted. Yeah, this is uh, the Tingle origin story. That's what I wanted the shopkeeper uh, character in Binding of Isaac to be. Tangle. Uh, health bar is your the money that you have. Oh well. Anyway, uh, so you this so this game is all about negotiation. So you walk up to a guy and he's like, hey, I have a quest for you, but I gotta need you to grease my palms a little bit before I can give it to you. And then it just pops up a, uh, a like a, a number thing where you can enter a number. And if you say, offer too little, he'll be just like, he'll just be like, oh man, you're, that's nowhere near what I want. He'll take the money anyway. Yeah. But you won't get the quest, and oh, no. uh, maybe you, he won't let you get that quest anymore, ever Ow. again, because he's what? too offended. 
The uh, the latter maker uh, in Dark Souls Two does that, except there are three different ranges that you can give, yeah. and you can give the most first, and then yeah. you can go back and give the smaller ones, and he'll be like, "Dude, what what is this? Thirty yeah. souls? Man, I just gave you like eighty thousand souls. What are you complaining about?" Yeah, except for he doesn't lock you out of getting the other ladders. Oh, here, have this key. Key yep. question mark. Anyway. anyway. Uh, Tingle cannot fight for himself, so you have to hire bodyguards, and they will fight for a while until their health runs out, and then you have to go hire. There are, uh, there are different types of bodyguards. There's, like, the fat bodyguard, the small bodyguard, and the thin bodyguard, and they can all help you pass different environmental hazards, but you can only have two different, two bodyguards at a time. And combat is you move Tingle and the bodyguards with the stylus onto an enemy, it kicks up a big old dust cloud, and you can tap it. You lose health in a fight, but, you know, the more bodyguards you have, the slower that your health will go down, and then eventually the dust cloud clears and the enemy will be dead, unless it's a boss, and then it's like a weird alternate minigame, like a punch-out or a balloon fight or a space shooter game. Eventually it's revealed, oh, eventually it is revealed that uh, Uncle Rupee is actually a demon, not a god, and you have to fly into space and shoot all of the money that you collected over the course of the game at him to defeat him. This is a really weird commentary on capitalism. I don't understand yep. it anymore. <laughs> he, he, you have this, like, Tingle cell phone that lets you talk to Pinkle, who is, a, like, a busty girl Tingle that has been imprisoned by Uncle Rupee. Um, Speaking of which, are we, truly and, we are all... Uh, tingles. Yeah, truly we are all uh, there is, captured there's, uh, under the cold rule of Uncle Rupee. Yeah, uh, there is, like, if you get, there's, like, a, a good ending where if you get all of the optional collectibles, you can free Pinkle, and then there's this, like, really uncomfortable Tingle sex scene, and then you get a special power-up in the final boss battle. Uh, there's no footage of this scene on the internet that's easily accessible, by the way, but it, it's totally there, because uh, I saw it when I played this game. It's actually, this is a good game. It's it's totally <laughs> worth playing. Other than that really uncomfortable like secret ending moment, it is a it is a good game. I would recommend it even if you hate Tingle. Uh, I am currently awaiting a delivery of the sequel uh, in the mail, which is called Ripened Tingle, oh, Ripening Tingle's Balloon Trip of Love. This time is about a man who has become Tingle and must collect different ladies. Which I'm not sure that I'm okay with that, but I haven't played it. I know it's based on The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, it sounds more like uh, Duke Nukem. Oh, uh, okay. You, you, yeah. I think you've lost me there. Uh... Yeah, I don't... Man, just, like, imagine the the most Nintendo-y Nintendo thing that they couldn't ever localize. Some weird stuff. Uh, there's that sequence in that Wii game, Captain Rainbow, where you have to find Birdo's dildo, right? Gross. So, yeah. Uh, I don't even know. I imagine it's shaped like an egg. Yeah, I think you never see it. She just gets really embarrassed when you find it and stuff. Ah. I would oh, Google so for like, it, but I don't want that in my Google history. It's like Puff Puff. I, I, I will Google it for you. I never expected to see a sex toy Nintendo video game. Thanks, Kotaku. Yep, good. See, I told you it was real. Anyway, Captain Rainbow is supposed to be a really good game, but also never going I'm to come to America. pretty sure Yoshi is a sex toy. I think we're going to get real close to losing our uh, also, our non-explicit tag. Also, Lickitung, the Pokemon. I, I like Lickitung's evolution's Japanese name. Yeah. Is uh, Beroberto. Wait, what? That's apparently, funny. Apparently, you, you have to find the dildo to prove that 
Birdo is a woman? Yes. So the, the, the way that Captain Rainbow plays is that you are the superhero Captain Rainbow, and you are on this island trying to prove that, you are, that you've still got it as a superhero, and you have to go around and help a bunch of, like, C-tier Nintendo characters. Although some of those C-tier have since been promoted to B-tier. Like, uh, one of the characters you have to help is Little Mac, but this was before he was in uh, Smash Bros., because he has become morbidly obese, oh, no. and you need to help whip him back into shape so he can reclaim his boxing title. Or um, one of the, like, Link's Awakening Islanders is there that you need to help with something. Birdo's there. It's just a bunch of weird Nintendo characters that you wouldn't see in another game. I think that's maybe it for this episode, unless we have more stuff. We should pick a topic for next time. We didn't have a topic. We forgot. We were so busy talking about music we with didn't, Jim. We, forgot to we didn't stop to uh, ask whether we should. Yeah. So, Gord, you suggested that we talk about the Minecraft effect, which is like building and uh, player creation as a content vector in recent games, right? I think you mean content infector. Sure. For example, okay. Fallout 4 just has town building. Yeah, I mean, right. it's not... Yeah. I wouldn't complain, I guess, but it's pretty obvious that it's just something that everyone making a video game says, hey, let's uh, let's throw throw some of this in. It'd be great. Well, we, should, we shouldn't keep talking about this if it's going to be our topic next week. Oh, no, now we don't need to talk about it. I mean, oh, we're all okay. in agreement, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I got okay. it. There are a lot of video games where they had players make their own stuff. Anyway. Yeah, let's talk about that next time. Until until next time, do we have any? Do we have any? Fun? Oh, how do, how do they get in contact with us? The Red Pages Podcast at gmail.com, Twitter dot at dot Red Pages Podcast dot Hot Dog Net dot Minimum Safe Distance dot org. No. Uh, Try again. <laughs> uh, you can you can find us on OKCupid and uh, LinkedIn. Swipe us and, right on. Uh, uh, on Tinder, Tinder and uh, we're we're on FetLife and <laughs> RedPagesPodcast.com. You can you can name. check out my sick mixtape on SoundCloud. It even has a uh, a sweet contact uh, it's, form. It's there's a whole bunch of fire emojis. I uh, uh, we um, are individually on Steam. You can uh, find our Zanga page. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we please just go through all of these things and register accounts on them so that all of no. these things will be true we 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 have uh we have a geocities uh web page you should add us on friendster is it is it still possible to have a geocities page because no it's, no. it's gone it's yes yes geocities japan still exists they only shut down america and i guess europe i, I guess i am goodbye everybody keep on chucklestein <laughs>